Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Construction edition week 11 in the NFL. These weeks keep flying by. I, I feel like I do this show a lot, but it's only been this is now the 11th time. But I'll take what I can get. Thank you for joining us. I'm Josh Engelman. I am joined by the boss man himself, Alex Baker. Alex, how are you? Doing good, man. Uh, very exciting morning in the fantasy football world with Taysom Hill being announced a starter. And honestly, it's going to be hard to think of other players right now when. You know, Taysom Hill is the new shiny object that we're all <laughs> able to play in DFS. But we have to pick some other players too this week. So I think, uh, you know, this new scenario with the Saints will be a good discussion point. And then uh, how do I approach the rest of the slate? Because this week we don't have a lot of the top flight offenses right. uh, with them being on night games. So I think this one uh, might be a little bit more intriguing than your typical slate. Yeah, we're. I, I want to touch on uh, Taysom Hill right out of the gate. Uh, but first, as you get in the door, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when we go live. The likes are fun. The subscription's massive for us. You guys helped us get over 40,000. We are fast on our way to 50K, which will be a really good time. I assume we'll do some sort of real fun giveaway once we get close to 50k, but we can only get there if you guys subscribe to the channel. So do that now. I have a plan for the lineups that we are going to build, but the news that has broken this morning is pretty unique and it's even more so unique on FanDuel. So I do want to get just your your first your first look thoughts. Taysom Hill is a tight end on FanDuel this week. He will be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. And per Adam Schefter, Jameis Winston is not going to be involved in any packages, which is not at all what I was expecting. Can you picture a time where we've had a quarterback at a different position in fantasy and or following that up? What are you expecting from an ownership perspective for Taysom Hill on FanDuel this week in just your, your normal everyday contest? Well, I think uh, it's going to depend on how sharp the field is, uh, man. But it's hard to imagine people won't be looking for Taysom Hill this week, regardless of what their casual players or uh, vets, because I'm sure all the news on ESPN, etc., is going to be talking about Taysom Hill. He's going to be the focal point of a lot of this coverage. And the fact that he's a lock button play is going to drive a lot of ownership. 
The only thing I think that could keep his ownership down is you have to scroll down the list pretty far to get to him. So some people just may forget that he's in the player pool when they're hand building lineups. But I think he's such a big priority this weekend. I think most casual players even will be looking for him. I'm assuming we're on the same page here. He is a, at least as of right now, if you had to put your lineups in in a minute, he's a cash game tight end. Yeah, on Fandle. Yeah. Uh, it's not even really a question because uh, the quarterbacks, they are the, the top scoring position on half PPR. And they churn out steady points, passing the ball. And Taysom Hill runs the ball, too. So even if he has a bad day with touchdowns, he's still going to outperform, you know, like Chris Herndon or something. (laughs) (laughs) One final question regarding this, and I think it's an interesting one. How does this open you up to a double stack game? on FanDuel where you can then have a quarterback plus whatever and then quarterback Taysom Hill at tight end plus whatever (laughs) do you think that's going to be a a a popular construction trying to go pretty heavy on one game with a double stack that's a good point that I mean do you want to correlate Taysom Hill with Michael Thomas or uh, I mean their other guys aren't very exciting I guess he couldn't really go Jared Cook because he's also tight end. So Hmm. really Emmanuel Sanders or Michael Thomas would be the options. I do kind of like the Camara-Taysom Hill pairing because I feel like the the threat that Taysom Hill will run does add – it has some synergy with Alvin Camara's pass-catching game. But the fact that he's going to run more as well may reduce targets to running back. So, um, honestly, I don't, I don't plan to to try to stack Taysom Hill. Uh, it's just kind of irrelevant because I'm just locking in Taysom Hill and whoever else pops in the lineup. You know, uh, I'm fine with. That's fair. Well, we are going to dive into uh, some DraftKings builds here. And for the past two weeks, we've done a build based on if we were entering a three max. I think we're going to take it a little bit of a different direction for today. Do three specific styles of lineups for different types of contests. So what I did was set up the idea of building a DraftKings cash lineup, a lineup that would go into a relatively small single entry contest. Uh, in this case, well, I mean, small is relative, but 14,000 entries for the $5 single entry, and then building a lineup for what would go into the milli, a spot where we probably want to be a little bit more contrarian. I like it. Yeah, we can touch on some of the strategy differences there. So I just transitioned to screen to screen sharing. I have our lineup builder pulled up. You can get this at awesomeo.com. If you are not a subscriber, go to awesomeo.com slash join if you want to sign up. We've got a promo going on. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But first and foremost, I think it's time. Let's build a DraftKings cash lineup. Okay, I'll see it. All right, I've got ownership pulled up, projections pulled up, your big board is pulled up. I've got everything we could possibly want to look at. Where would you like to start if you're building a cash lineup for week 11? Well, clearly we have to start with the the play of the week, uh, PJ Walker for Carolina. Uh, You know, he's starting for Teddy Bridgewater and he's very cheap. So 
Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just joking around. But I mean, and, it's not outlandish. Uh, I don't think. No, yeah, I think he's a little bit worse than Taysom Hill. But yeah. I think uh, it's tough because sometimes reports aren't true. So I don't know if we can be fully certain Taysom Hill will take every quarterback snap. But if he does, I think he's the cash game QB because he's 4,800. I would agree with you there. Um, getting that sort of savings is is super helpful in this spot. And I think it's you know, helpful that you could, you'll, we will likely see him as a red zone threat. And I think that's kind of important for him. He's not just some guy uh, from a DFS perspective. I think it's really interesting, especially against the Falcons who I'm not super worried about. So Taysom Hill, DraftKings quarterback, 4,800, come on down. As I take a look at your big board now, the number one play of the day, Dalvin Cook, but he is $9,000. Is that a problem right now? Do we just, do we slot in your number one play out of the gate or is there a different way you want to approach the value of this slate? Well, I think uh, he's a guy you can feel super confident in because Minnesota runs the ball at almost the highest rate I've ever seen. Uh, More than half the time they're running the ball in neutral game scripts and they don't even have a running quarterback. So Dalvin Cook has been getting insane volume. They're playing Dallas, who, with Andy Dalton, puts them in a positive game script uh, versus them. So Dalvin Cook does stand out as exceptional play. It is cash, so uh, I think the value is going to come in if we pick Cook, but we already got the value QB, so I'd say let's do it. All righty. Dalvin Cook is in. Taking a look at your projections now just to try to try to find some of the higher point-per-dollar plays that are projected right now. Clearly, quarterback pretty heavy on the list. Just looking at other guys, if we do need some sort of salary savings, Jakeem Grant is available, Chenault, James Robinson. Anybody else that stands out to you right out of the gate, guys that you expect to be in some sort of cash build or at least pretty highly in the mix? James Robinson is up there. He uh, has a tough matchup versus Pittsburgh, but with Chris Thompson out, James Robinson has been getting insane usage in both the running and passing game. So the game script almost doesn't matter, but the matchup is tough. So um, that might come down to the other options. We got Mike Davis (laughs) versus Detroit. He bombed last week. He's, a little bit expensive. Um, or J.D. McKissick is kind of one of the intriguing plays at running back this week because Alex Smith has been targeting him an insane amount. Every play. Uh, every time I every time <laughs> I was looking at the game, it was like, Smith to McKissick. I was like, how many targets does he have? 600 today? <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, that, that's intriguing, although... Like, I don't know if we can count on that kind of 14 to 15 targets a game. That seems a little fluky to me. Uh, So I guess Robinson would be the safest option, uh, in my opinion. Okay. So that gives us Taysom Hill, Dalvin Cook, and James Robinson into our lineup so far. We still have to fill out three wideout spots, a tight end, and a flex, plus the defense. Defense not being all that important in this conversation, but we definitely need to get 
a couple wide receivers. As I filter down your projections table to the wideouts for right now, I have it sorted by value, just trying to take a look and see if anybody at the top stands out. You know, Tyler Lockett would be the guy to spend some money on, but that game already happened. So I guess we probably can't take him and his nine catches for 60 yards or whatever it was yesterday. Enough to push me over the cash line, which is all I'm really worried about. <laughs> um, Brandon Cooks is available. Robbie Anderson. I like the uh, Robbie Anderson was popping up a lot in my top five videos, which are published, by the way. You guys can go nice. check those out. 6K Carolina against Detroit. Uh, is, are there any wide receivers that you see immediately? Um, anybody that I've named, whether that's Grant or Chenault. I know we already have James Robinson. I think Grant for, for cash makes sense. Uh, now, he's, he's a guy that I, I didn't feel real confident going into last week because being 5-6 is a big disadvantage uh, at wide receiver, and it's uncommon that you see guys of that height so i'm i'm thinking like maybe he doesn't get targeted that much but he was out there on 78 percent of dropbacks that was more than i expected and uh he got targets uh let's see how many he got he got five targets not great but pretty solid uh so i think that price i'm surprised it didn't go up based on his performance i think that at 3500 he's a safe bet. Yeah, and that gives us another piece of salary savings. You know, we still have a, a defense to go. There aren't any real stud tight ends this week. So from a tight end salary perspective, I'm expecting that to be low. So I think we've got enough money to actually get some players with a pulse, more in the Dalvin Cook mold than the <laughs> Jakeem Grant mold. Um, so we still need a couple more wide receivers. I'm going to pitch Robbie Anderson here at 6K. Um, I think Brandon Cooks is viable at 5,200. We already have Grant, so I don't know if Devontae Parker is all that necessary. 5,900 for Deontay Johnson against the Jags for Pittsburgh looks pretty good. Any of those names names that you want to put in a cash lineup? I think Robbie Anderson is solid. I mean, Detroit's defense is uh, pretty weak. And the only the only question mark with Robbie Anderson is PJ Walker coming in, what his performance is going to look like. Um, other than that, well, that makes me feel a little bit less confident. But uh, it all comes down to the alternatives, I guess. Jacoby Myers, he's been hot, but New England passes at such a low rate that. I feel like Carolina is a lot safer for the volume there. Okay. Though with PJ Walker, that may not be quite the case. Uh, so I have to think about that a little bit more. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I think I think Robbie Anderson at six K though that's a good enough price that we can get him in there. And if we need to swap out when we finish this off, if our uh, value ranking and contrarian rankings are a bit off, uh, that could be the first place we look. So we still need nice. wide out tight end flex and defense we've got about five a little over five thousand for every position so we've got a lot of money going around um do you want to do we want to cover tight end get that out of the way now let's do it it's uh it's a tricky spot this week because who's the best tight end on the main slate goddard i guess uh logan thomas i guess um 
Oh, you mean best, like, overall? I, I don't think Mark Andrews has been doing that great this year. So, um, I think uh, Logan Thomas is interesting because yeah. Alex Smith passing short has benefited McKissick so far, but Logan Thomas stands out as someone that can benefit from that. Or Goddard, where uh, without Zach Ertz, it just bumps up his baseline a good amount. Didn't perform last week, but I do expect him to be pretty solid moving forward. So I guess uh, maybe I'd give the edge to Logan Thomas just because he's cheaper and uh, that will let us be more confident in another player. Perfect. I clicked on Logan Thomas before you started talking about Dallas <laughs> Goddard, so I don't have to fix it. That, that, nice. that went perfectly. $5,600 per position. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wide receiver, flex, and defense. Do we just want to put a pin in defense and then finish this one out? Sure. I guess that's probably the easiest way to go about this. Defense, um, easiest position to fill in this regard. I don't think we're going to have to worry about it too, too much. Highest projected defense that you have this week. It's not close, but they are also $4,600. That would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. That seems too high as far as I'm concerned. I I would look next to, I think the Vikings are your second highest projected defense, 3,300. They take on uh, the Cowboys. We could go to Dolphins or Chargers. Chargers get a date with the Jets. Um, They are not very good. That much I'm certain of. Any defenses that you immediately see, or are you willing to spend the forty six hundred on the Steelers defense for the spot? Well, Jake Luton has been throwing a good amount of picks, so it's not the craziest thing in the world, but not really a cash game move, I'd say. Um, better off just spending less and paying for the other positions. So, um, we got. Vikings defense, I guess, stands out because they're they're going up against Dalton. And, man, Dallas has been miserable ever since Dak went down to injury. Yeah. So I feel pretty confident about that one. I saw a quote earlier today. Uh, I assume News God's the one that dropped it into chat. That just is the only way that that could have happened. Um, <laughs> Dalton mentioned being on the COVID list and how COVID, like, really wrecked him. Um, and we've seen a lot of these guys that actually had problems with COVID didn't exactly look great coming back. So anxious to see if, if that's a problem for him makes me feel a little bit better about going to something like the Vikings defense that gives us 13,700 to fill a wide out and a flex spot. I like it. I like it. We are in good shape here. We can largely go to whatever we want. Nice. Yeah. You know, as long as it's not Alvin Kamara at 25 grand or whatever his price is this week. Let's see. Monte Adams, maybe. Uh, yeah. You got to feel confident about the game script going up against Indianapolis. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, 
he he's seen a price drop, I believe. Uh, so he's only, I guess he's 8,600 this week. Yeah. But the volume he's getting is just insane. He's been targeted on 30, 31% of routes. Um, so I think uh, he could be a good salary dump. I have no problem. It's not going to take a lot for me to have to click Devontae Adams' name to put him into this lineup. It's not, not too much convincing. Um, he did show up as my number one wide receiver today. I am a little nervous. I think the, the Colts defense is solid, but I think that kind of transcends when you're talking about a guy like Adams who's at the upper, upper echelon of wide receivers. 5,100 is what we have left at the flex spot. Your highest. Yeah, no one. Go ahead. No one. I think this one might be a tough range to fill, so this one will be interesting. Jacoby Myers is your highest projected player, sub or fifty one hundred or below, and he is, he has that projection by like a point and a half. So we're either swapping out Robbie Anderson to find out some find some additional money, or it seems like we're leaving a lot of points on the table if we don't go to Myers. I think the spot is fine with Myers. Uh, I just feel not, not very confident in this New England offense from a passing perspective. But Houston's defense is pretty weak, and uh, the Patriots team total of 25. That's pretty good for a team that's had a lot of struggles. And then we're looking at Myers' game log here, 7, 14, and 10 targets. Hasn't been below 10 points in four weeks. So I wish we had a little bit more money to get to uh, at 5,200. I saw there's uh, McKissick. Ooh, okay. I feel like he's safer, but barring a, a couple of swaps, uh, Myers makes sense. Well, let me know what you think of this. I will say that if you if we put Jacoby Myers in, we are greater than 90% value, sub 10% contrarian ranking. So the, the lineup is good. Do you want to drop down from the Vikings defense to try to create an additional 100 or 200 or 300, whatever we need, dollars to go to McKissick? Sure, yeah. I mean, defense is the easiest pivot. I think that makes a lot of sense. You have the Browns as your fifth highest projected defense. They are 3K. That would open up an additional $300 for us. I like that. Yeah, I mean, the Browns, they, uh, they're they facing Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, he doesn't throw a ton of picks, but the, the Philly offense this year has been pretty pathetic. So I think that uh, is a safe one. You hear that, Lafay? The Philly offense is pathetic. <laughs> that, came from I'm sure he... that came from your boss. Lafayette would be the first one to to say that, I'm sure. No doubt. So we actually opened up something even better than J.D. McKissick. We opened up Duke Johnson. He's questionable this week, so uh, given that it's uh, Friday. um, We also opened up Brandon Cooks, who is projected higher than J.D. McKissick. I don't know if that matters to you, if you would prefer McKissick because of uh, the cash game nature of it, because he's... Uh, you know, maybe more likely to get. I don't. I don't. I don't know how I would approach that. Do you, Do you prefer having a running back in that spot from a cash game perspective? Yeah, I mean, 
I guess McKissick, the way he would bomb is if Washington gets up big in this game and then they just don't throw the ball very much, not as many dropbacks. That does seem like a way that it could fail, but I I like the fact that he's getting so many receptions because that's just a steady stream of points where guys like uh, Cooks, he has more touchdown equity. That could be a bad thing in in cash because most of the time he's not going to get a touchdown. So I'm, I'm a little torn, but I think we'll be solid no matter how we finish this one up. And if this were Sunday morning, it would be Duke Johnson, correct? Uh, they're playing the Patriots. Uh, yeah, I think that would be good because Patriots Z has been pretty bad this year, and Duke Johnson's workload has been insane. So I think that's solid. Okay, well, let's let's slot McKissick in there and make sure everything still looks pretty good. Value ranking greater than ninety percent, contrarian less than ten percent. We still have two hundred dollars remaining if we really wanted to try to make another move, but. I mean, I think we just built out a, a pretty tasty cash lineup and had a couple pivots. If, uh, if if one or two of these things weren't something that you would want to do, it seems pretty easy to, you know, make another swap, change out a defense, change out Logan Thomas to somebody else, change out McKissick if you want. But there are options available. Good start. Good start. It's a solid one. So we're running a little bit of a promo right now. Guys, if you want to sign up, at awesomeo.com and get access to our NFL Express weekly package. You can do that. You can use the promo code Mayflower all the way up until Thanksgiving Day, and it will cost you $1. $1. You cannot beat that. That's as good as it's going to get for you. You get, and like the real big key to this, if you sign up right now, you'll get access to everything for Sunday, this main slate for Sunday. You'll get access to everything for Thursday. That's a three-game slate. If you time this correctly on Sunday, you could also get it perfectly for next Sunday as well. Cover yourself for main slate Sunday, Thanksgiving Day, and the main slate directly after Thanksgiving. Again, this is an NFL Weekly Express package. That is the one that the code will work for. If you try to sign up and the code doesn't work, it's because you didn't pick NFL Weekly Express package. And it's a dollar, one dollar to try out Osmo.com. <laughs> Enter that code when signing up. Check, come check us out. It's a hell of a deal, boss. I know. Uh, I mean, three ninety-five a week already is pretty pretty good. One dollar. That's just giving it away. So make sure to check that out. Here we go. So we're gonna move on now to a slightly different style of build. That would be the five dollar single entry contest on DraftKings. That has uh, 14,000 entries in it. So not a huge tournament, not a small tournament. This is sort of in the middle. And I think that changes the construction a little bit. Millie Maker lineup is going to be the third one. I assume, uh, Let's just put this out there to, um, to everybody in chat. I'm guessing that this single entry lineup looks a little bit more similar to a cash build than a Millie Maker build. If you were, if you're going to say the spectrum is both of those things on opposite ends, would you assume that single entry is going to be shaded a little bit closer to the cash lineup? Well, I think uh, I, I don't want to say that the approaching cash and, and single entry is similar because I really feel like people maybe 
skewed too much towards the safe plays and single entry where okay. uh, maybe just making a lineup that has, you know, some of the best values of the week, but a couple of plays that might be under the radar. Uh, I'm really trying to figure out like a stack that may be under owned uh, and then maybe one flex play to, to make my lineup unique where, there's going to be a lot of lineups that have Taysom Hill and a, a QB, for example. So yeah. in the tournament, uh, I, I still like him, but I don't know if my, my top entry would have him. Okay. <clears throat> I have your top stacks tool pulled up right now, and I see the Green Bay Packers with the second highest top stack odds, very minimal quarterback ownership. Now, I know that that's happening because Aaron Rodgers isn't exactly cheap, and Devontae Adams is very clearly not cheap. But is that the spot to go in a single entry contest where we know we're not going to get a ton of ownership from the Aaron Rodgers piece and they are the second most likely stack to be the top stack for the week? Yeah, I think that's very solid. Uh, It's hard to not love Green Bay every single week. They throw the ball at a high rate with good efficiency. And uh, the matchup versus Indianapolis, that that is a little bit tougher than your average uh, matchup. But that just means that, you know, they're going to have to throw more. So uh, I think I feel pretty good about the Packers stack. And then, of course, we got T.Y. Hilton on the other side. That makes a fantastic run back. Shout out to a <laughs> friend of the program, Chris Spaggs, is uh, 100 yards and a touchdown pick from two weeks ago. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I assume we're going straight to Rodgers and Adams. This doesn't feel like a spot where you're going to tell me to double stack Alan Lazard and Valdez Scantling or something. Yeah, not because I don't like Lazard, but 4,600 coming off the IR, that's a little bit high. And uh, MBS, I'm expecting his role to take a hit now that Lazard is back. So um, that does make Devontae Adams really stand out as the only Really great option. By the way, I forgot to say this when I was uh, pitching the Mayflower promo. 350 people in here. Only 73 likes. Uh, I would appreciate if you guys can get that number north of 100. Otherwise, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go on with my day. Uh, If we're looking at a bring back, is T.Y. Hilton your guy here? Or are you looking to go spend a couple extra hundred bucks, 300 extra dollars, in fact, to go to someone like Michael Pittman, 4,500, with a slightly higher projection as well? Yeah, I was joking about Hilton, uh, <laughs> but I, I do think he's a good play. But man, like this year has been frustrating. The only thing that makes, uh, well, I think Pittman is a great play, and T.Y. Hilton is just a good play. And what I'm looking at here is uh, Pittman. He's been targeted, or his playing time has gone up a lot in the last two weeks. He's averaged 90% of snaps, whereas Hilton's went down a little bit last week to 83%. Now Hilton's gotten targeted more on his uh, on his routes. So Pittman, he doesn't get targeted quite as much as you'd like, but he's just been way more efficient with the targets he's been getting. 75% catch rate compared to about 60% for Hilton. The yards per catch is about the same. So I think Pittman, not like a crazy smash play, but definitely solid. Okay. And at 4,500 as they bring back in a relatively expensive Packers stack, that should help us out a little bit from a salary savings perspective. So Definitely. we've got a quarterback and two wide receivers filled out now. 
we're going to need to find at least a little value somewhere else. Um, are we going to be grabbing guys like Jakeem Grant out of our cash lineup? Where, where do you want to go for value in this single entry contest lineup? Yeah, that's a good question. The one thing about Jakeem Grant is it seems like he might not even be very high on this week. So I, I think that, that makes me like him a lot in both cash and tournaments. Right now in our ownership projections, which are free today, we have them around 4%. I think that's being driven a lot by the fact that a lot of people are going to be spending down at QB this week. And since we're not, our lineup's going to look a lot different. And uh, I think Jakeem Grant makes a nice play there. Excellent. That one feels good. Let's go ahead and get Jakeem Grant in. That's our third wide receiver. I think it might be time to find a running back or two because uh, we're certainly going to need two of them. Nice. It's probably not going to be Dalvin Cook, if I had to guess. <laughs> but Yeah, we don't have a lot of money here, so Dalvin Cook might be a little tough. Um, okay, I just saw a name flash on the screen that kind of caught my eye. It's a jet. I'll, I'll give this warning. Oh, Michael Pirine. What I'm thinking here is uh, the coach said he's going to be more of the featured back going forward. That was before their buy. Now it's after. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The buy. But <laughs> I think maybe this would be a 150 max play. I'm just going to cross him off for single entry. Save him, but for, I'm the, save him for the Millie lineup. Yeah, there we go. I, I like that. Okay. Um, the other big news this week is Swift is out or projected to be out due to concussion questionable currently that would make adrian peterson possibly a, a intriguing play because man they just do not like carry on johnson in detroit yeah. expect him to be the passing down his back if detroit runs away with this game and pj walker disappoints on the other side you could see a renaissance game from peterson uh so <laughs> I guess uh, it's a little premature for Peterson, but maybe that even is too too fancy. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I mean, obviously our ownership on Peterson is going to change with Swift out. He's not going to be 0.8% at 4K. I don't mind it at all. I mean, it's not fun, but for 4,000 with the starting running back out, even if he is like legitimately splitting time with carry on Johnson. I mean, I guess if they were legitimately splitting, I would probably prefer carry on Johnson just because it's DraftKings. Um, I, I'm okay with it. I, nice. It's not crazy. Uh, how do you, how does uh, the Panthers run defense stack up uh, against Peterson? Or do we not care all that much? Cause he's $4,000. Their run defense has been uh, their weak point, I would say. So, that's a factor. Um, really, it's a spot where, you know, all of Adrian Peterson's production comes on the ground pretty much, and that 
create significant touchdown equity. So there's a decent chance that you could put up 100 yards and a touchdown. I'd say not a, not a like good chance, but <laughs> for 4K, like that's this is about as good as you're gonna get, barring just like a Mike Davis situation. As I expected today, Adrian Peterson, first running back into our single entry lineup this week uh, (laughs) after Alex and I got out of our time machine to 2012. (laughs) Adrian Peterson in. Hopefully uh, he he got a little time machine here too. You might want to go back and, well, never mind. I'm not going to say anything. It's not the right show. Um, so we still need one running back, one tight end, and one flex plus a defense. Again, this is for a fourteen thousand entry single entry contest. Uh, all right. So like one comment I'll make real quick is yeah. fourteen thousand entries. Although small in football, I mean uh, fourteen thousand. That means your chances of winning with the average lineup are like point zero zero one or something so uh maybe point zero one anyway uh i think you can take some long shot plays given that kind of ratio so it depends a lot on the pace payout structure too but um fourteen thousand that that's a pretty average size in any other sport yeah is this context where the millie maker and mini max have hundreds of thousands so honestly like i don't Maybe you just get even crazier in the Millie Maker, but you should be getting off the board a good amount in the 14,000-person tournament. I'm taking a look at tight end right now. This is where it gets really tricky because all of the high-end tight ends aren't on this slate. Travis Kelsey, not on the slate. Darren Waller, not on the slate. They play each other. The highest projected tight end that you have is $4,600 Hunter Henry. I don't think that 4600 is a terribly problematic price tag. Uh, that is below our averages right now. We still need a defense. I'm looking at Hunter Henry against the Jets as the, the tight end option for right now. I, do you have anybody else that you would rather put in? He's solid. I mean, the uh, well, the passing volume is a big question mark given they're playing the Jets and they've been running the ball a ton. So, uh, not my favorite play, but uh, I know tight end is pretty pretty weak this this week, so I don't mind it. Unless you're playing on FanDuel, where you could roster quarterbacks. <laughs> Definitely. All right, we'll get Henry in there. If we have to drop down, we can. That's a very easy pivot spot since he doesn't have much of a tie to the rest of the lineup. Running back, nice. flex, defense, seventeen thousand eight hundred dollars remaining. Do we want to just finish off defense and then figure it out from there? Yeah, I like that. Um, So one defense we didn't really touch on that I think is intriguing is the Lions defense going up against P.J. Walker. Since we have Adrian Peterson in the lineup already, we get a little bit of correlation there. So that would be a cheap defense I'm kind of thinking could be good in this lineup. Let's do it. 2700 for the Lions. That saves us some money. Running back plus flex, 15100 That's uh, more money than I was expecting to have for the final nice. two guys that we could, we could get to. So that makes me feel pretty good. We definitely need a running back. So if I just look at our running back projections right now, clearly Dalvin Cook is on an island. And honestly, we could pretty much 
pretty easily get to Dalvin Cook for 9K and still have enough left over at Flex to sort of go any direction. And we could even free up additional money by just dropping down from Hunter Henry. Do you want to go to Dalvin Cook or are we looking more at grabbing two guys in like the mid sevens and getting a little bit more balanced with it? Yeah, the the amount of guys in that price range is pretty limited. So I'm kind of going through the options. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, the timeshare, that kind of stinks. Mike Davis, we have the defense going up against them. James Conner, man, F- Pittsburgh has been throwing the ball a ton. So like he doesn't really look great to me. So that is kind of leading me to Dalvin Cook just because – of a lack of other options I feel great about. Dalvin, I guess come on. One down. other option we could consider is Miles Sanders. The matchup versus Cleveland is kind of tough, but yeah, I'd say that Cook is a superior play to any of our other options. Okay. I'm on the same page with you there. Let me find the Vikings. Dalvin Cook is in. That leaves a 6,100 at the flex spot. Um, sorting that down highest projected guy 6100 or below is Robbie Anderson who we are obviously familiar with at this point yeah we have the defense going up against them so not not something I would avoid entirely but that is a, a negative so I'd probably look to someone else $5,900 Deontay Johnson Steelers against the Jags is your second highest projected guy. And to me, that looks great because Jacksonville is not very good. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, quite good. Yeah, I think Deontay Johnson's a solid play. Yeah, sorry, I was lagging a little bit. Okay, so I think Deontay Johnson's a great play. Um, Chase Claypool, he's intriguing too. I'm not really sure how the ownership will shake out. So Claypool got 21 points last week. Deontay Johnson got 26. Claypool, his playing time was lower. But then I recall, you know, there was some sort of play where he got banged up. And I feel like maybe that uh, that something we should consider. I might have to go back and, and review that game just to understand that fully. But James Washington saw a big bump in playing time. Claypool saw his time decrease. And I, I kind of remember it being because of injury. Um, I had Claypool projected a little bit higher last week, I'd say. Um, so I, uh, I liked out that he, uh, he had a big game. Um, so I think both of those are good options. Um, if if we put Deontay Johnson in the lineup, I can give you this information. Value ranking is still quite high. Contrarian ranking, 50 to 60%. So we're north of that 100% okay. crossover if we go to Deontay sure. Johnson. Yeah, what is the, the ownership on... Well, what does it look like with Claypool? If I swap out Johnson for Claypool, uh, we end up 60 to 70% contrarian ranking. Everything, Interesting. Everything still looks pretty good there. I mean, they're not projected by too much different but yeah nice yeah i think uh both of them are good options i mean really up to your personal preference in the chat another guy i might look at this week is Devonte parker i feel like he's gonna be a lot lower on them both 
And with no Preston Williams and Tua at quarterback, maybe he's just uh, not going to pick up much ownership. Does that make our? I guess he's actually higher owned than Claypool in our ownership. So scratch that. I mean, okay. either either way, we're coming in that you know fifty, sixty, seventy percent contrarian ranking, whichever okay. wide receiver we rotate through, and that's why I think that's a good thing to point out. Um, you know, the difference between Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson this particular week, like you expect Deontay based on projections, you're assuming Deontay Johnson is a more frequently higher scorer than Chase Claypool, but it's not by a lot. These are all kind of coin flippy decisions. You're hoping to get lucky and get the touchdown luck if you're picking between. Claypool and Johnson they're not very they're not dissimilar enough so this is a I think to me this just comes down to personal preference if you like Claypool if you like Deontay Johnson if you like Devontae Parker you can make a case for any one of those three guys for this lineup in particular that's where it gets really rough and I think that's probably something people wonder a lot you know how do you make that decision uh, (laughs) between the three and I would say that I don't think that there's any like special formula to figuring that one out it's should we bring out the wheel <laughs> we probably should bring out the wheel i don't think it's going to change anything for us so <laughs> i'm just going to say that hypothetically we spun the wheel and it ended on Devonte parker because that's whose name is in there <laughs> nice yeah i think um it's it is easy to go back and do what ifs, but you just don't know. Like the projection of all three guys is pretty good, pretty hard to to really dig down too deep. Um, and I was thinking that because Parker had the worst game last week, maybe he'd be lower on, but maybe that's not even the case. So I think that uh, yeah, it's just kind of who you, who you like in that spot. So I want to touch on one thing before we get off of this lineup. Um, Willis is awesome, says this in the uh, YouTube chat. Playing Parker and Grant doesn't seem optimal. Do you have any issue playing Parker and Grant without the quarterback in this particular lineup? It is a negative. So, yeah, I I forgot that we had Grant in the lineup. So um, it's not necessarily, like, horrible because with Rodgers and QB – uh, if Grant and Parker get there, I'm sure two will have a good day, but really banking on a huge day from Rogers with this lineup. So that does make me lean more to Deontay Johnson or Claypool though. Okay. I swap back to Deontay Johnson, but we're still looking nice. like a, we have a pretty solid lineup. Awesome. We've got a show coming up immediately after this. So don't stick around on this stream in particular, but stick around on our channel coming up in about 15 minutes. The NFL starts sit show. Uh, Matt and Kyle will be going over who you should be playing in your season long league this week. And if you're looking for free content, you're in luck. The ownership projections that Alex and I have been talking about throughout the show are free this week. You can go to awesome.com and check out where we're projecting all of the players for uh, the main slate for NFL Sunday to be projected from an ownership perspective. You can get that today and through Sunday. So check out what we've got. Hit that thumbs up, though, everybody. It would help us out a ton. Where are we at right now? 123 likes, 400 viewers. If we can get up over 150, I think that would be pretty good because we are now on to the goods. It is time to build a lineup that will win $1 million. Don't dupe it, guys. You're going to have to find a nice pivot (laughs) because we're about to bring you guys the millionaire winning lineup. How many well, we gotta, how many bad quarterbacks can we roster here? We gotta put Taysom Hill because he's obviously gonna win the million this weekend. 
<laughs> I was going to go Jake Luton. <laughs> Luton, I mean, that uh, in a milli, I'm not going to write anyone off. Uh, the one point I'd make is, okay, so the popular QBs in the cheap range are Taysom Hill and PJ Walker. So a lot of lineups are going to have similar construction uh, to the lineups with the, the, the low salary QB. Maybe there's an advantage to spending up at QB just because the popular lineups this week are going to be spending down. How do you feel about going to the Atlanta Falcons and Matt Ryan? Uh, you have them with a the top stack odds twice as high as Matt Ryan's current ownership. It allows us to get to, to either Kamara or Michael Thomas on the opposite side. Uh, clearly some pass catchers available for Atlanta. Seems to me that could be a, a, a nice stack from the Falcons perspective that isn't getting a lot of love right now. Is Would that be a direction you would want to go to try and win our million? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that uh, the Falcons pass at one of the higher rates in the league and they got great talent on the receiving side of the ball. So uh, Ridley being back this week is a nice boost too. So I think that... Uh, feel great about the Falcons. Uh, the only not knock against them is that New Orleans defense is a tougher matchup than average, but uh, I still think they have a lot of potential this week. So I, I clicked Matt Ryan and put him in. Are you more likely to go to a more extreme game stack? Is it the sort of the opposite direction where you only want one and we're going to try to pick off individual crazy scores? Because we've got Jones, we've got Ridley. In theory, we've got Russell Gage. Hayden Hurst would certainly work at tight end. How would you want to fill out a Matt Ryan stack? Yeah, that's a tough question. I think Ridley and Jones, we definitely want one of those two. And Ridley coming off the injury, I feel like maybe uh, he'll be the lower owned. I think he had like, uh, okay, he has this foot injury, uh, a midfoot sprain. So I wouldn't expect that once he's back to limit him very much. Um, so that makes me kind of lean towards Ridley, given that maybe the ownership will be low. He's cheaper, and uh, he always seems to get more touchdowns than Julio. Would you like Hayden Hurst as well? I do like the fact that tight end is weak this week. So having a correlated tight end is a good option, but I do think his target share will be lower now that Ridley is back. And his price is actually kind of high on drafting. He's at 4,400. So I kind of like maybe just Ridley and leaving it there, honestly. All righty. Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook. Alvin Kamara, I think all of those options are, are probably fine. Do you want to be bringing back something from the Saints? Now, this one's tough because Taysom Hill is going to really drive up ownership on the Saints side. And we got to expect that they're going to throw the ball less. With Taysom Hill being a running quarterback, that's going to be a knock against all the pass catchers. So... Honestly, like this might sound kind of contrarian, but 
I feel like maybe just not sacking up the Saints. If they get 20, they're projected for 28 points right now. And unless they, they go way above that, there's no guarantee that at their price points, any of the guys will do enough to really break the slate. So I do feel confident that um, the Atlanta sack without any New Orleans pieces would have a great shot. Although, you know, usually we like the game stack. Well, then we're wide open. The floor is yours. What do you want to do? How are we filling out the rest of this lineup to win one million dollars? <laughs> well, let's go back to Michael Perrine or Piran because <laughs> this this is the quintessential Millie maker play, in my opinion, where uh everyone's gonna hate this guy because he's a Jets running back. They're a big underdog versus the Chargers. Um but uh, the coach, Coach Adam Gase, said he's going to give P. Ryan more touches over the last games. He was a fourth-round draft pick, I believe. So I think uh, the potential is there. The Jets' offense is stronger now that they got all their wide receivers healthy. Maybe that gives them a little bit more touchdown equity. But mostly this is just like one of those crazy plays that um, – I don't think people are going to be on and maybe uh, what, what, what is, uh, is the ownership actually kind of high? No, it's not, uh, I mean, well, two, 2.4%. Uh, yeah. So nothing too crazy. Yeah. I don't, I don't get the sense that he's going to be um, any sort of exceptional owned play this week, especially now with like all jokes aside uh, with Swift out, we're opening up some value at the bottom from the Lions side. So only so much that we're going to be picking through guys like uh, P. Ryan. Definitely, yeah. Uh, Matt in the chat is, is giving me some uh, some tough love here. He's saying one of these weeks Alex is going to hit on the Jets. <laughs> All it takes <laughs> it, is one. It's justified, but um, yeah, in the Millie Maker, I kind of I, I like taking shots on the guys that I like that I think other people won't. So. I see the potential just given the the role in the Jets. And with a low percentage play, you're, you're banking on an outlier performance. I think the potential is there for that. Multiple people in YouTube chat are drinking the P. Ryan Kool-Aid this week. I don't know what that tastes like, but I can't imagine it's good. <laughs> Ugh. Um, so he's in. He is in. And that will you know open up a little bit of savings for us. Looking through your rankings now, Dalvin Cook at one on the big board, James Robinson third, uh, Robbie Anderson eight, Devontae Adams nine, Duke Johnson ten, Mike Davis eleven. Am I naming anybody that you want to try to get in in the Millie lineup now? Well, I think Mike Davis, given his bust last week, I don't think people are going to care that he missed the second half mostly. Uh, I think he came in for a snap or two, but he missed I that cared too, last injury. week. What was that? I cared last week. Yeah. I don't uh, mind now. Yeah, so I think he won't be popular because he burned everyone last week. But at the start of the season, we saw the potential that's there. But now that I'm thinking this through, actually, I don't think P.J. Walker is going to target running backs as much as Bridgewater. But actually, let me uh, – I kind of have this idea of P.J. Walker as more of a mobile quarterback, but let me just kind of look up his, his stats real quick because I haven't 
dug too deep in this. Might have just looked fast because he was playing against other guys that aren't in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, so in college, he he put up 200, 300, 300 yards for his first three years. So uh, given that they deduct points for sacks, I think that shows he does have pretty good mobility. Um, guys who, who tend to be more mobile – scramble more and then check down less so given that mike davis gets so many points on the check down i think i might have to go back and update the projection there because i don't feel great about that um otherwise i'd like him so i'm I'm gonna update that as soon as we're off um i think uh we can go for just a, a chalk play here okay because um we have our contrarian running back, so um, the, there's no real like plays I feel great about as I'm scrolling down. Salvan, what a fun slate. Ahmed, that that's kind of a name that uh, is, I think he might be kind of popular this week. Uh, I didn't know that was a person, so that's interesting. <laughs> He's been doing pretty good with the Dolphins, and uh, okay. So, am I supposed actually, to remove Mike Davis? Yeah. Okay. Um, James Robinson. I feel like the the touchdown equity is not good versus the Steelers, so that's more of a cash play than a tournament play for me. And so, um, I think maybe we just put in Dalvin Cook because. I just feel like he's far and away the best play. Yeah. And we can we can mix it up at the the rest of the positions. All right. We have $23,300 remaining and 4 minutes to go before we turn this over to the NFL start sit show. We need okay. two wideouts, a tight end, a flex, and a defense. Okay. So Wide receiver. We didn't talk much about the Houston guys, but I think they're in a good spot this week versus New England. Yeah. Uh, New England's defense has been pretty inefficient, and Houston passes the ball a good amount. So I think uh, Houston might be a low-key like Seattle situation where their defense is just so bad, they got to really try to throw for a ton of points. That's leading me to Brandon Cooks. Uh, he's 5,200 this week, so mid-range option. He's been leading the team in targets since the play calling duties shifted. Just a solid play this week. So I put Cooks in now. Assuming we go with Deontay Johnson in our single entry lineup, do you have thoughts on going to someone like Chase Claypool in this lineup? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Pittsburgh, the passing volume is great there in Claypool. He is a, a guy that, man, he, he's been crushing this year. He's averaged like 16 fantasy points a game, and he barely played the first three games. So I think uh, – or the first two games. So I think Claypool has got crazy upside. I like him a lot. Tight end, flex, defense, $12,000 total. So 4K a spot. So one guy that I'm liking this week on a tight end – uh, this is based on Doyle being out. Oh, he Doyle is practiced fully, so scratch that. I was thinking more Ali Cox, but I don't think he's going to be playable with Doyle back. Okay. All right. 
Um, we could. So, uh, yeah, Dallas so. Goddard, thirty-eight hundred, is your highest ranked tight end. That is somewhere in the area of, or like, well, your highest ranked tight end that is available for us to take. Or we go to Logan Thomas at thirty-three hundred. Just I like Goddard then. I think he bombed last week, so people aren't going to be very enthusiastic about him. But on paper, the role in this offense where, I mean, Fulgham and Ward get targeted a good amount, but there's still enough passing volume for Goddard to be a main feature. So I think he's a good play. $2,300 Bengals defense is your highest ranked defense on the big board. If we go to the Bengals defense, that allows that gives us fifty nine hundred at the flex. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, Bengals going up against Alex Smith. He's he's not really a huge interception thrower. So I mean, this is just all about the price. Twenty three hundred. That's cheap for any defense. The highest projected guy. <clears throat> that you have at 5,900 or below that we could actually put in this lineup is Deontay Johnson. We already have Claypool, so I don't think we're going that direction. Um, we could go to... Kenny Galladay stands out yeah. as a good option. Coming off the injury, um, Carolina's defense is just average. So... Um... Let's see. He had a hip injury. Oh, he hasn't even been practicing this. Oh, he didn't practice yesterday. So he might not play. Let's leave him off here. Okay. Antonio Gibson? Uh, We already have the Cincinnati D, so that's probably not ideal. Um, Yeah. Parker. I mean, we don't have Grant in this lineup, so that's the play that I'm kind of liking this week. Yeah, that works because we had to change that out on the last lineup. So if we go to Parker, that's 40 to 50% contrarian ranking still looking good from a value perspective is that high enough for you from a contrarian perspective for a contest like the millie i think uh it's a little bit lower than i would i'd like yeah okay um so maybe we want to pivot off one of the chalk plays um probably cooks would be the one we would want to get off of the most unless we're trying to drop down from dalvin cook to in to get us somewhere else Yeah, this is this is a tough one. So um, maybe that is the answer: is dropping from Cook to just a different price point, um, since he's the highest on guy. And uh, let's see. I mean, Cook to Derrick Henry against Baltimore? No, it's not on the slate, is it? No, nah, it, it is. Yeah, I, I I don't hate that in GPPs. Uh, because Henry, in the right game script, can absolutely dominate. And uh, the fact that it's against Baltimore, that means it's less likely to happen. But let's see what his ownership is looking like. Um, We're going to have to figure 5%. this one out. We are, we are past our time, Mark. Oh, shoot. Okay. Well, let's just put uh, Cook back in and Cook's back in. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Look, uh, I put Henry in right now. It gives us 6,900 for a flex option, which is also sort of no man's land. Um, Terry McLaurin, he's good. We have the Bengals defense. Does that matter to you? 
It, it matters more for the running backs and the, yeah. the wide receivers, I think. And I think that could be a, kind of an interesting way to be really different in the Millie. Um, the, what, we could flip the uh, Bengals defense for Falcons. And I feel like Taysom Hill is pretty unreliable. Uh, we do have the stack, but I don't hate that. Um, that gets us to 80 to 90% contrarian. Nice. <laughs> and it gives us leverage over those Taysom Hill rosters, which are going to be plenty this week. There we go. Apologies to the start sit guys that are coming up after us, um, but we just had to get the goods in for the Millie Maker winner this week. Thank you guys for joining us. Hit that like button before you leave. Subscribe to the channel. Notification bell. Any final thoughts, Alex, before we get out of here? Oh, thank you. This was great. Kind of showing everyone how we evaluate players different in in cash versus small field gpp and large field and uh, that's the kind of thinking you want to be doing there's no one size fits all approach for every tournament each lineup is it has to be evaluated in context and not just uh as how good the lineup is Thank you guys for joining us. Good luck this Sunday. Alex and I will be back next Friday post Thanksgiving. I hope I'm going to be able to be awake after all the turkey that I'm going to eat on Thursday and all the money I'm going to win in DFS. Enjoy (laughs) your holiday, everybody. Good luck Sunday. Good luck Thursday. We'll talk to you again next Friday.